If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make your podcast. Let me tell you why. First of all, it's free. You pay no fee whatsoever. It's absolutely, totally free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started so in today's episode we will be talking about shame and today's episode will be the second part of um basically our shame so in the previous episode we talked about um how the narcissist play the shame game for their uh, benefit but today is gonna be a bigger uh, scope on on shame as to what shame is about Uh, so what we're gonna be talking about in today's episode is three things first we're gonna define shame in a very brief way and then we're gonna talk about uh, the four types of shame and how sometimes shame can be toxic and other times it can be uh, beneficial because or should i say the use of shame can be um, beneficial sometimes and other times um, dangerous so what is shame what is shame so shame, like I defined in the previous episode, is the the feeling uh, that the frustration that comes about who we are, unlike guilt, and guilt is more like um, the frustration that results from something bad that we do. Okay, so that was the brief definition of uh, shame. So now let's talk about uh, four types of shame, and this uh, episode is, re- is inspired by independent.co.uk, and I'm going to try to um, go in depth in each of uh, these types, not taking too long of course, but just go quickly and uh, explain a little bit more as um, I name them. So the first type of shame is unrequited love. And this kind of love is uh, when somebody 
love someone and their love is not uh, reciprocated or even rejected. So when somebody expresses love for someone in a in a relationship, um, they are completely rejected. Um, they're not counted for. They're not considered, or it feels like they're not reciprocated. Uh, they do these things. They buy them flowers. They buy them gifts. They uh, text them, call them, um, ask about them all the time, and they're not receiving the same amount of attention and care as much as they give. So that is um, unrequited love. And if relationships happen to have this kind of um, you know, um, shame in them, it's going to be uh, exhausting and painful. Um, especially because someone is giving and the other one is just receiving and they're not giving as much as the other partner is. And um, another aspect of this is that children develop with deformity, which leads to structural affliction. Um, children develop uh, with emotional, let's say, de deformity. They don't develop with physical deformity because physical deformity has to do with genes and and uh, genetics and all that. But they develop um, with emotional deformity if they uh, unconditionally love their parents and uh, try to um, be emotionally careful around their parents, be warm, attentive, and basically be the ones who are uh, parentified to their childish parents. Um, they will uh, grow up with um, emotional uh, deformity and that would lead to um, structural affliction. Basically, in other words, saying when they become adults, uh, since they're carrying that huge uh, overwhelm of unrequited love in their childhood, um, in their adulthood they're going to suffer much more. They're either gonna be the per the people who also give love and do not receive it as much, or the cold people who literally do not give love to others anymore because they're tired of being uh, neglected and ignored by their parents in the first place. So they grew up to be cold. Okay, so moving on to the second type of shame, and that is unwanted exposure basically feeling naked <laughs> uh, unwanted exposure is uh, when we are um, unwillingly exposed we feel naked in front of others and is basically uh, when we are embarrassed and humiliated for being called out for a mistake it can happen in so many circumstances and settings. It can be, it can happen in the family context, in the workplace context, in the friendship context, and even in romantic relationship context. Um, and it's basically someone who, uh, and anyone who refuses to be exposed like that, um, because the shame that comes with that is the feeling of embarrassment and humiliation for, for example, uh, being called out for a mistake or criticized in front of others or, um, 
you know, being exposed for uh, hurting someone emotionally or physically. So that is another type of shame. Shifting gears to the third type of shame, and that is disappointed expectations. And this is usually uh, when we set out to do something and fail, or if something that is out of our control that we hope it works but doesn't. Say, for example, um, the New Year's uh, here, and <laughs> like everyone, we try to, um, you know, have New Year's resolutions. And then we set out to do all these goals. We want to go to the gym, we want to travel out of the world, we want to get the best job, we want to get uh, paid, and then etc. etc. And then what we do is we end up uh, following the same routine and not really making any change. So we basically fail there. Or if something out of our control fails, and that could be, for example, uh, getting involved in an unhealthy relationship with somebody. Um, and it can, it can also involve uh, unrequited love, for example. Or somebody emotionally exhausting and uh, acts like a vampire, like an emotional vampire who sucks all the energy out of us. And um, we're just basically exhausted of being present around them because every time we are present, uh, you know, uh, I mean, every time we're around them, we basically uh, suffer and we feel frustrated instead of happy and mentally and emotionally stable. Alright, so that is disappointed expectations and the shame that uh, comes here is basically um, because well, a lot of the times I want to do something and want to make sure it succeeds, right? But a lot of the times we fail and failure, fortunately enough, I think it's a huge and important part of uh, succeeding because without failure, we will not know which way is the right way to succeed. And so failure acts as a disguised success and as a way to um, get over our fears do more and progress more and um, to try out different ways and methods to succeed in the end. Alright. It's not a bad thing actually. Uh, and I'm gonna also talk about unwanted exposure and it can be used for our benefit and also unrequited love. But let me first finish the fourth type of shame, which is exclusion, and it's basically being left out or feeling like we're left out. Because in the social context, usually, and this happens in all walks of life, in the workplace, in romantic relationships, in family context, uh, in friendships also, we basically are social animals, and so our instinct is to always want to fit in and always want to find a community to belong to, and um, or a family where we belong, or a workplace where we where we want to feel like uh, it's a, it's our second home where we can actually belong, etc. So. Um, and then we're excluded. A lot of times we have um, 
for example, certain um, characteristics that a lot of people don't seem to agree with. And then we are excluded and we feel like we're left out, like the alien who doesn't belong. This happens because we place a lot of value in being admired and appreciated by others and we want to make sure all the time to present the best uh, features that we have and we want to make sure that everybody looks at the best picture of ourselves every single time that people visit or um, every day in work at work for example and Whenever something threatens that, whenever something, um, you know, is dangerous in terms of um, belonging and fitting in, um, we pretty much take it pretty hard and we consider it as something um, very painful and hard to deal with. So let me just uh, say this real quick. Let me say one thing real quick. We can use unrecorded love for our advantage. Um, if, we, if we are not receiving enough love from somebody else, we might want to work on ourselves and try to uh, alleviate little by little that shame um, from expecting and waiting to receive that same amount of love that we gave to someone who never really gave it back and give it to ourselves maybe we can work on self-evolution regardless of the abuse right <laughs> yeah and uh, the second is that when it comes to unwanted exposure we can use that to that to that uh, we can use that to our advantage as well if we can I mean, it's totally, absolutely hard to have to give in and admit that we're actually wrong when we are um, called out for our mistakes or um, hurting someone. But if we can work less on emotions and reacting emotionally, and if we can just, you know, tame our emotions a little bit and accept that criticism as something that will correct us we can feel exposed and appreciate the exposure and think of it as something that will work in our for our best interest um i don't know maybe we will we are criticized for a mistake that we did at work and we're called out for that Instead of reacting in an angry way and screaming and shouting at everyone and blaming everybody else for their uh, mistakes, we actually take responsibility over our mistake, own it, and not apologize, but to um, act differently next time the same situation happens or approximately a similar situation happens. Maybe we can try something else. Maybe that that thing that's different can actually give different results. And maybe that mistake will no longer be a mistake. So something better happens. You know, we can take that into our advantage. For the third type of shame, which is disappointed expectations, we can also um, we can also again uh, take it for our advantage 
and instead of um, giving up and not moving on and not progressing with what we do and fail all the time is that we try and fail better and I read this somewhere <laughs> I forgot who actually said it but to fail better is better than failing and giving up you know if we fail in hundred different ways it's always better than failing in just one way and just stop you know not move on not, not move on any further so we want to try out different methods try out different ways uh, seek help from those who experience what we're trying to um, you know uh, make something out of try to ask for some help for, for some advice from those who have experienced what we're trying to experience to um, you know gain time at our hands and try to do it in a less amount um, short amount of time and with less shortage I mean with less waste of energy basically and that would be um, something beneficial for our energy time and money if it involves money as well and for the fourth type of uh, of shame which is exclusion a lot of times um, the groups that that we surround ourselves with are not the appropriate groups and that can mean in any context it can be in family it can be in friendship it can be in workplace or even in a romantic relationship um, if it's exhausting mentally consuming and frustrating to be around these kinds of people then it's not our fault but it's totally okay to be around the wrong group of people if we can extract ourselves from that if we can exit and try to find quality times by ourselves because um, part of being an introverted person or should I say someone who is not necessarily shy and incapable of making social connections with others but someone who prefers quiet times for clarity and um, patience and um, thought processing and all that it's extremely beneficial and absolutely something I recommend because in my personal experience I never really had the, the time to think when whenever I found myself in these situations where there were a lot of uh, people gathering, too many conversations going on, um, and so much going on. Basically, it's too noisy for me to even think for myself for once. So I was um, trying to change my mindset a little bit. And then I thought about, wait a second, maybe if I can just use the time that I'm on my own to do something that uh, benefits me, then... Um, I can actually use that time for my benefit instead of regretting uh, and being afraid of being alone.
because sometimes it can be terrifying to be alone but it can be also extremely beneficial and and um you know healthy and helpful to be alone because you when you're alone you are allowed to do whatever it is you want basically you can um you can write as much as you want in your journal nobody can bother you with anything you can record an episode of the podcast nobody's gonna bother you with anything you can think and clarify your thoughts you can write down your goals and nobody's gonna bother you with anything um, you can read books and nobody's gonna bother you with anything etc so the examples and the possibilities are limitless basically and when when you find yourself being able to to control that time uh, whenever you're out there by yourself not surrounding yourself by others when you do that you will find that it's extremely beneficial and helpful for your mental health and ideas and goals to be clearer and um, to blossom basically is what I'm trying to say okay so uh, I'm gonna briefly try to move to the last part of this episode which is healthy versus toxic shame so first let's uh, jump to toxic shame so toxic shame is for example feeling of worthlessness um, harsh inner critic that we uh, can suffer from feeling unlovable untrustworthy feeling like a living mistake striving for perfection and flawlessness it can backfire of course um, having a fragile ego no boundaries to protect that ego which leads to um, which leads to projecting flaws in others and manipulating others guilt tripping others to sound righteous having outbursts of rage if the ego is triggered a narcissistic injury basically emotionally cold or apathetic around and towards others or engulfing others and invading their boundaries and privacy also striving to always look good around others and controlling others to hide the toxic shame and feel superior and so another uh, thing that a few things that I'd like to add in terms of toxic shame is the focus is on being flawed constant comparison between oneself and the others uh, divided with ourselves we feel like we're strange to ourselves we're not uh, in tune or united with ourselves whispered insults and judgments uh, to um, amplify and um, how do we say it? yeah amplify the noise of the flaws and the imperfections and never at rest when we do this to ourselves uh, we harm ourselves and we we're not progressing uh, forward positively 
we're gonna destroy ourselves and destroy others and and um, and it leads to a lot of catastrophes and problems and the world would not be a better place it'll be a worse place on the opposite though on the contrary I mean let's talk about healthy shame healthy shame is when we are not God therefore not perfect which is a huge grace from God if you ask me it tells us that we um, have hurt someone it reminds us that we made uh, we did something wrong to someone and we need to uh, own own up to that and we need to take responsibility for our mistake and apologize it tells us we have I'm sorry it refrains us and uh, makes us take a step back to reflect on what we did it pushes us to own our mistakes and be responsible and fix them it is a warning sign for when we poised uh, to break trust and injure a person enables us to preserve trust and safeguard our relationships um, we should stop and think as well as others have boundaries oh we should stop and think that um, we and others have boundaries what I meant to say we are not limitless the freedom to make mistakes produces creativity joy hope and love and we begin to experience self-acceptance if we can just admit that we have shame and that um, and that shame helps us to to embrace ourselves then we can begin to experience self-acceptance self-love and self-evolution regardless of abuse so um I like the concept of shame because I think it gives us um, a deeper understanding of 